0: If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the 100th Psalm, uh, Psalm 100, Psalm 100, title of course is just Thanksgiving, that is on Thursday and I hope that you have a, a great family day planned, it'd be a good thing to ask each family member what they're thankful for and we have much to be thankful for. Today with all that God has done. Psalm 100, beginning with verse 1. Cassie's in large that, and hey, I can pretty decent see it there. Thank you. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into the gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endureth to all generations. Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus to... I touch my tongue, my lips, Lord, I touch my eye, Lord, give me ability to to speak and ability to see that I might proclaim your holy word today as we come with thanksgiving in our hearts today for all that you're going to do for us, all that you are doing for us, and all that you have done for us. And Lord, I pray that you bless every home that's represented in here now, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. All of this 100 Psalm is good, but uh, one of the uh, the, um, verses I want to make mention of is verse 4. He says, enter. That's an invitation. An invitation. I wonder today how many people, just keep that up if you'd like, Cass. I wonder how many people today have ever received an invitation to come to God's house. I wonder today how many people have, have received a personal invitation to accept Jesus as their Savior. Now, I want you to go with me, and I want you to think with me a moment. Back, hey, before you were saved, can you recall anybody coming to you and say, Hey, I'd love to have you come to our church. I'd love to have you come to know Jesus as your Savior. I want you just to think about that. If you can remember that and possibly remember who it was that did that, you ought to thank them. Because their concern is for your and my soul. Hello? Right? You see, the soul is is the only thing that's going. I mean, my hands is fairly decent, my feet, my legs, and... Most everything i got's got is fairly decent, but there's only one part of this being that is saved, and that's my soul. Everything else, hey, is supposed to operate under the control and under the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. But that old nature comes out. The best we can do, that old nature comes out, and it comes through this filthy body that we're walking around in. But listen, God says, I love you. I will forgive you if you call on me. You see, that's the problem. Well, here he says, enter. It's an invitation. Enter. What does he say there? He says, enter into his gates. All right, I, this morning, uh, and early this morning, I was looking at that and reading that. I'm thinking, the gates, okay, as I enter the parking lot, as I enter the building, the gates... Hey, somebody was there to greet me. Somebody was there to hold the door open. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'd rather be here than be in the hospital this morning. Hey, thanksgiving. And into his courts, let's say that's this place right here. Into his courts with praise. Praise him. Praise him for all that he's done for us. It says, be thankful unto him. And then bless his name. It is amazing to me what God does with us and for us. And we, we, uh, we're not thankful for it. Or else we don't act like it. We don't thank him for it. They said there was a young man and an older man seated at the table. And the food was served. And the old man bowed his head. He didn't say a word. He just bowed his head. And when he raised his head up, the young man said, uh, Sir, are you sick? He said, no. Do you feel bad? He said, no. He said, why'd you have your head down? He said, I was just thanking the Lord for my food. He said, well, you know, I just, my food hits the table. I just dig in. The old man said, yeah, I got a dog like that. <laughs> you know, we need to be reminded, y'all, the very, this is the very breath that you and I are breathing in right now. Would you go with me and get a good breath in? I didn't hear but about two people blowing it out. You can let it out. Hey, that breath, God gives us that breath. If you put your hand at the right spot, you can feel your heart beating. Do you re- I'm not hooked up to a thing this morning. Now i got this wireless thing on, but as far as keeping my heart beating, uh-uh, it's not me, it's God. And one day, hey, it's just like that meter that I was telling you about, a parking meter. One of these days, that meter's going to run out and a little sign's going to flare up saying expired. That means your heart, my heart, will have beaten for the last time. It will have pumped the blood through this body for the last time. We need to be thankful for what God does for us. So as we think about thanksgiving, we need to, be, we need to thank God for what he has done, Okay? For what he has done. All right, I think about what he has done. He saved my soul. That's the greatest thing he has ever done for me. Is saving my soul. Because the Bible says, if I gain the whole world and lose my soul, what good is it? So I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my salvation. You could ask Lynn. there's not a morning, hardly ever goes by that I don't say, thank you, Lord, for saving me. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. He wasn't obligated to. He didn't need me. I needed him to go about my daily routine. Whatever I do, all that I do, he's the one that gives me the strength. Yes, one day this thing's going to explode. You know, I hope I don't have a a flat tire. You can fix a flat, right? You can put a patch or, or plug it. I don't want that. I want a complete blowout. You can't fix that. Then I know, hey, I'll be with the Lord Jesus. But I am grateful, I am thankful for my salvation that he so freely gives us. And because he freely gives it to us, you know what we're to do with it? We're to give it also. We can't give it away because we still have it, okay? But listen, the Lord Jesus, when he died on the cross and shed his blood, he shed that blood for every person in this room right now, whether you're lost or saved. He saved you. He shed his blood. You see, blood's expensive. You don't believe it? Go to the hospital and need several bags of it. You know, man can manufacture a lot of things, but he can't manufacture blood, right? That's God's business. That's God's doing, and all through the Bible it talks about the blood. Well, when we think about all the things that He has done, uh, you see, disobedience brought sin into the world to the human race, and ever since Adam and Eve sinned, the whole world has been sinning ever since, and the whole world will continue to sin until Jesus comes back. So that's why it's so important today get that sin debt paid off. Because Jesus did, uh, to pay that debt off for you and for me. You see, God provided righteousness in this life. It's not my righteousness because the Bible says that my righteousness is as filthy rag. It is no good. You see, the gift of salvation gives me strength. And because he has saved me, I want to serve him. Okay? And we see in the in the in the a scripture there, to serve the Lord with what? Gladness. Hey, it's not a chore to come to God's house. It's not a chore to stand up and try to preach his word. It's not a chore to love people. It's not a chore to work together with brethren. It's not a chore. It's a joy. You see, these gifts are received by all who, first of all, repent of their sin. Believe in the Lord Jesus and obey him by following him in baptism. Psalm 105 verse 5 says, remember. Remember the marvelous works that he has done. Think about the things he's done in the past for you. In the last five minutes, there's no telling how many times my lungs have taken in oxygen and breathed it out. Take it in, breathe it out. There's no way to know. You can't keep up with that. Try holding your breath for one minute. You think you Mr. Macho? Try holding your breath for one minute. Hey, that's tough. And, and, the, and those of you who've had eye problems and you've been to the doctor, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're staring at this thing. You're looking at a little dot. And they'll say, give me four or five blanks. And you bring four or five. Now hold it. Do not blink. Do not move. And I'm thinking, Lord, help me to keep it all fine. Gosh. And then all of a sudden, there's a little star up You know. Okay, that was good. Now we do the other one. Oh, me, I don't mind the blinking. I can blink all day long, but hey, try holding it open very still. Don't move. Thinking, Lord, don't move me. Move while they do this. God is simply saying to us, hey, be still and know that I'm God. Be still and know that I love you. Well, listen, not only what God has done for us, but thanksgiving ought to make us To be thankful for what he is doing right now, in the very present hour, what he is doing. Okay, Psalm 103, verse 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What are these benefits? You know, and and I worked a regular job, you get that? When I worked a regular job, or you go to apply for this job, that's one of the questions. What's the benefits? I mean, what time do I get off? Do I get vacation? What about insurance? What about sick leave? You know, you want to know all the benefits that this job has to offer. And that's rightfully so. We want to know what what we expect. Would you go to work for a company who says, we're going to pay all your retirement, we're going to pay all your insurance, you get 10 prayed holidays a year. You get two weeks off. But the only thing is, if you stay with us till you retire, you get nothing. You get nothing. Hey, you know what we'd do? We'd move on to the next one, right? So we might ask God, now, God, I'm going to accept you as my Savior. What am I going to get out of this? What am I going to get out of this, God? What's the, what's the benefits? I want us just to think about the benefits. Well, first of all, God says, I'm going to give you life. I'm going to give you life like you've never had before. You see, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, but I'm come to give you life, give you more abundant life. So, one benefit is life. The next benefit is health, okay? Now, there's probably not a soul in here, even our little children. That there's not something wrong with some with, with us. Somewhere something is wrong. We may not acknowledge it, may, we may not want to share it, but somewhere there's something wrong. And you ask a prayer, how you feeling though? I feel great. Ooh, I gotta sit down. Ooh, what happened? Hey. How many of y'all remember when in South Carolina you had to inspect your vehicle? I remember that. My goodness, I mean, that wasn't nothing but a rat race and a moneymaker, and what it wasn't no moneymaker much. I mean, I, I got to the point that I could drive in, they said, what you need? I said, I need a sticker, give me $2, put the sticker on, all right, you're out of here. Didn't look at nothing. Didn't look at anything either. So, it, you know, hey, that's us. We may, be, we may be in good shape one moment, and the next moment we were out of here. My daddy went to the doctor after having laid brick all day one day, went to his cardiologist for a regular checkup, checked him out, blood pressure, heart rate, all this stuff. He said, Luther, you're in the best shape I've seen you in since you've been coming to me. That was Friday evening. Sunday morning during Sunday school, daddy walked out of a Sunday school class into a vacant class and had a heart attack. Took him to Anderson. The doctor said he'll never lay brick again in his life. It's over and it's done. And said, in fact, we, he doesn't he die while he was on the table back there. Well, God had a different plan. Let's see. 48 to 80. Uh, 48 to 83. He still laid brick right on. I mean, he kept going. He kept going. Health. Hey, he wasn't perfect health, but he didn't give up. He didn't quit. And I don't want to give up. And I don't want to quit. I thought, Lord, what? Kenny, what you going to do if you turn blind? What you going to do? Well, buddy, one thing, I ain't going to quit. Hello? I ain't got but two eyes. I understand that. And I don't need yours because I don't need to see things like you see them, all right? So if it happens, it happens. But our life is a good benefit. Our health is a benefit. Hey, family. And we look at about 17 people Easter, uh, Easter, Thanksgiving this Thursday. Um, I'm excited about it. seeing the boys, the grandboys, and the girls, and all that coming uh, home. But hey, get with somebody. Don't be a hermit. Don't set a home by yourself. Look available. Maybe somebody's like, hey, come and take Thanksgiving with us. Family's important. Friends. Friends is a benefit. Man, how kind of to friends. Uh, I went to a place of business last week, Brushy, to get me a Mountain Dew. And uh, I'm in there fish to the pay for it. And the young man behind me said, hey, Kenny, how you doing? I looked around. There's no way if my life depended on I can tell you who he was. I said, good, son. How are you doing? Fine. Thank you. Good to see you out the door. I thought, man, people know you everywhere. You better watch where you're putting your feet. You better watch when your mouth flies open what comes out. Because people are looking. Friends. Also, hey, Food. Now, unless you're deathly sick, you're not going to eat this afternoon. But, hey, I mean, if I can't eat it, I want to smell of it. That's fried chicken. If I can't eat it, just give me a whiff of the smell of it. Food. You know, we, we love to eat. And we I don't know where I live to eat or eat to live. I mean, both of them work good so far. So I'm thankful for the food. How about shelter? That's another benefit. Shelter. Now, I've been places, and some of you have been places, hey, all I had was a tent. All I had was a little tin roof, but it was a shelter. It was called home to those people. I'm thankful for my shelter. I'm thankful for clothes, just to be able to, you know, it's amazing in America. Well, I don't know what to wear today. Well, if you ain't got but one suit, there's no question about it, okay? If you've got more than one, there's a decision that has to be made. What am I going to wear today? Let me tell you something. On Sunday morning, I pick out the suit. And I try not to wear the same one the same next Sunday. I, I have a way in my closet to know where to put this suit today. It goes all the way to the back, and the next one's up here. Okay, but I pick out the suit, and I always tell Lynn, I said my suit's hanging out. Okay, she picks the shirt, she picks the tie, and I didn't know it was an orange color, but that's all right. Uh, she had that right. I asked her to do that, and that's fine. But clothes is important. How about the Word of God, the Bible? I mean, you know, I don't want you to raise your hand, but I guarantee you probably more than likely every family in this room has more than one Bible. More than one Bible. Bible looks good laying on the coffee table, don't it? But it's no good until you pick it up and read it. It's still no good until you pick it up and read it and then obey it, what it says. And I know what people think. Sometimes I say, "Well, I can't go by all of this. I can't live all that God's asking me to." He's not asking you to. He's asking you to trust Him to see it through. What would it have been like yesterday in football games all over if every quarterback and every assistant quarterback and all the backup quarterbacks walked out and we quit? Oh, hey, let me. I can throw the ball it would have been one more hoot of a ball game, wouldn't it? Quarterback. Hey, Jesus is my quarterback, by the way. Hey, he tells me which way to run. He tells me when he's going to throw the ball. And hey, if it's in, if it's out, if it's up or down, he's going to see to it. Listen, if I'm obedient to him, he's going to see to it that I catch the ball. And then he gives me strength to run, run in the right direction. I think a little guys like Grady here. They're on a baseball team. And, and if you've ever coached baseball, and I have from little bitty tots, you know, they just run in every, which they don't know you're supposed to run this way. They may run that way. And the coach said, now, Johnny, you listen to Mr. the Coach. He said, if you get to third base and you're safe when the ball's hit, I want you to go home as fast as you can go. Well, little Johnny made it to third base. First thing you know, the ball was hit, and the coaches hollered, go home. Johnny took off running in the opposite direction, come to the fence, jumped over the fence, and went home. (laughs) Hey, it's important we run in the right direction. But God's not going to have us run in the wrong direction. He's that kind of coach. He knows where the dangers are. And he's not gonna have us run somewhere that's gonna bring danger upon us. And if we do, he said, I'll be there for you. I'll never leave you. And neither will I forsake you. I thank him for my faith. I thank him for my faith that keeps me where I am and keeps me going to continue to bless his holy name. That's what the Bible says. Well, we need to thank him for what he has done. We need to thank him for what he is doing. But let me give you one last point right quick. We need to thank God for what he will do. What will he do? What will he do? You know, it's amazing, this world we live in today. Many people face each day with fear. We fear behind every door. There's a booger. You know, we peep, we the over door peep. Or if it's nighttime, did you hear that? Did you hear that noise? Well, I'm getting where I can't hear. And Hey, did you hear that? Uh-uh. What does it sound like? Well, now, you know, this is a hoot and a hive. you you got your mate laying there right beside you. And the, Did you hear that? No. What did it sound like? Well, it sounded like a scratching or a clawing. Or, there it is again. Did you hear that? No, I'm not hearing that. Well, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to get up and go peep behind every door to see if there's a booger there. You know, it's amazing. We we build our houses and we try to make them just as perfect as we can make them. And I thought when I built my own house, our own house, I said, this thing's going to be rat proof. <laughs> Fat joke. They come when they want to and go when they want to. But sometime through time, the doors, the frames might settle and you can open a door, but it won't stay open. Go. You know, and sometime that, That's what you hear at night. That doorstop's got loose, and the door's going, hey, you hear that? I don't hear nothing. You know, behind every door's a booger, or every wart, a fear, every wart's going to turn into a cancer. I'm thankful that I don't have to live that way. I do not live in fear. No, I do not. I promise you I do not. I told the eye doctor that, uh, Friday, I said, listen, I've already prayed for you before I met you. I'm dependent on you. You do the work. And hey, if it goes sour, I'm not going to hold you responsible because God owns this. He has the title deed to this body. It's his business, what he does with it. So why do we fear? Let, let me give you some simple things and I'll be done about fear, what fear will do. You say, well, I'm not afraid of anything. I want you to listen. Fear will cause us to faint when we should be faithful to God. Fear will cause you to faint when you should be faithful. Second of all there, fear will cause us to focus on the enemy, on the enemy instead of our eternal savior. The Bible talks about the devil can destroy this body, but he cannot touch the soul. I say praise the Lord. I say hallelujah. I say amen. Fear will cause us to abandon our faith. Fear will cause us to abandon our faith when we should be abiding with Jesus because he said I will draw you unto myself. If you lift me up I'll draw all men unto myself and I'll not do anything. I will not let you go. I will not turn against you. Fear also will cause rebellion instead of redemption in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we must must face the future with faith. You know, I don't know what's what's out, yonder tomorrow. I have no idea when my appointment will be. But whenever it is, it is. And it's going to be on a Monday. I do know that. It'll be at St. Francis. I do know that. But I don't know what time. But I want to tell him I want the very first appointment. I want the doctor to be rested. I want him to be sharp in what he's doing. And we shouldn't expect any different from our Heavenly Father. And you mark it down. Our Heavenly Father is sharp. He's way beyond what you and I could ever think, hope for. That's why we need to trust in him. The Lord Jesus Christ will always make a way. He is a supplier of all of our needs and all of our strength to do every day what God asks us to do. Cassie, put up Psalm eighty four eleven, please. Psalm eighty four eleven. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that, what does it say? Walk uprightly. That means walk right. That means speak right. That means do what he wants you to do. And he's promised to bless and to be there. That's all we got to do is walk where he asks us to walk. God invites us to enter his gates. That's what he says. Enter, that's an invitation. Into his gates. That's a location. And it says with thanksgiving in our heart. Be thankful for what he has done for us. Nobody in this world has ever done what he can do and will do and is doing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the privilege you've given me today to stand in this place. I thank you for the breath you gave me to speak. I thank you for my lips, my tongue. I thank you for my eyes. Lord, I pray that your will be done and I know if your will's done, I don't have any fears. I don't have any worries because I know it's wrong to fear when I can have faith in you. I know it's, it's wrong to, um, to worry because worry is a sin. So, Lord, I want, I want to trust you with all I have because what I have belongs to you. Now, Lord, I pray for those that are in the pew right now. If there's anyone lost here today, Lord, give them the courage just to come forward and just say, hey, I want to be saved. That's all they have to say, Lord. I want to be saved. For those, Lord, that might not have been as close to you as they should, that need to come to the altar, Lord, give them courage to come. For any other decision to be made in this room today, Lord, we ask your will to be done, and we'll thank you and praise you. For we ask it in Jesus' name, amen.